Welcome everybody to Black Coffee and Theology. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Jude 24. Welcome everybody back to the pod. (laughs) I hope you all are doing well and that your soul is making it and hopefully that you are prospering. And this is the first real episode of season two of Black Coffee and Theology. And I am happy to be here with you all, sharing with you all. And I have a lot of exciting things in store this season. And so this particular episode is part of a series that I'm doing with friend, sister, friend of the pod, uh, Lisa DeLay. And we are talking about Martin Luther King Jr.'s book, Strength to Love. And you can find uh, elements that we're lifting up both on this podcast and on my Substack and on Lisa's uh, podcast spark my muse and on her Substack, and we're just tag teaming it throughout the month of January and I'm going to leave links in the show description right so I'm excited on today's pod I'm going to be talking about a theme of our God is able hmm. our God is able right so sit back and relax and let's get into it And this powerful God that uh, you can see in both the Old and the New Testaments. And he said, theologically, this affirmation is expressed in the doctrine of the omnipotence of God. The God whom we worship is not a weak and incompetent God. And now many theologians uh, have pushed back on. on this notion of the omnipotent God, uh, the omnipresent God, et cetera, et cetera, especially uh, some of our siblings in process theology. But for the sake of our time together, I, I want to illuminate some of King's thoughts as a jumpstart to talk about the, the ableness of God, right? And this will not be exhaustive, just in case you haven't read, uh, you'll have to read it for yourself, right? So he also said that uh, there are those who seek to convince us that only man is able. And so right in the beginning of the chapter, he sets apart God's ableness, God's power, what makes God God. And that's juxtaposed with man's... uh, inability to do what God does. And I find that to be especially resonant in the time that we're living in. And as he goes to talk about uh, man not being able to save himself or the world that uh, they're living in and being re- having to be reliant upon God, God's ability to stay, to sustain in God's spirit, Look at the times we're living in, where fear is rampant, where uh, where 
hearts fail because of fear, where we are demanding answers from our government. And we're living in a time where the bubble has popped on the pride of man and on the ego of man. And King starts off this whole chapter by saying, God is the one who has the power and the ability. And man has proven themselves inability, the uh, unable, <laughs> rather, to um, recreate the things that God can do, right? Hmm. Part of the way through the introduction, King says, at times, other forces cause us to question the ableness of God and the stark and colossal reality of evil in the world um, causes us to, to question the ableness of God. And, and that, for me, is a good introduction, right? Um, the evil, the profound tragedy that uh, encapsulates our lives is real. We can't move on from if God is able, if God has all of this power and all this might, then why are we surrounded by such suffering? I don't, pre I, I never try to answer that uh, particular question with any cliche thoughts. Um, I have, as I've gotten older, I find myself um, slower to speak in this arena. I find myself at a loss for words as I, as I perceive tragedy, as I have encountered my own tragedy, as I hear of others and their loss. Um, it does seem to be... Um, hard to cope with God's ability and might with the chaos and the mess that I find all around me. And I don't have a, a, a true answer for that. And in that place, King writes, he does, he doesn't ignore that. Uh, he attempts to give a word uh, in due season. And I like that he at least illuminates that, right? Um, plenty of people could say, could argue that he doesn't uh, answer it well enough, but at least uh, he does the task of illuminating the reality of there is a mess in this world. <laughs> um, and I love that uh, personally. Um, and so he goes on to say, so in the spite of the presence of evil and the doubts that lurk in our minds, we shall wish not to surrender the conviction that our God is able. And so he then illuminates three points, and I'm going to really center our time in the third point. But the first point uh, he makes in this threefold uh, this threefold argument uh, that, that he brings up about God's ability and God's might is number one, God is able to sustain the physical universe. And he gets metaphysical <laughs> as he talks about um, the physical universe. And uh, 
And talking about man-made ships cannot even compare to the ability that God has to sustain the physical universe that we inhabit, right? The next point that he makes is God is able to subdue all the powers of evil. Um, and he then takes us on a bit of a history lesson, um, which I think is interesting. He says, uh, one point in his second point, he says, history is the story of evil forces that advance with seemingly irresistible power only to be crushed by the battering rams of the forces of justice. And it seems to me that he's making this point that evil is not left unchecked, right? And that no matter what evil rises up, that it is not left unchecked by God. Again, one can make the a lot of arguments against both of these points thus far about, um, especially about the second point about uh, God's ability to subdue all the powers of evil. But King makes this point, and I find some comfort here as as a person who is a Christian and who believes in in the reality of the of God's power that God isn't just going to allow evil to remain unchecked, right? I hope so. <laughs> Believe me, I'm putting a lot uh, in this hope and this belief. And then the third point is uh, God is able to give us interior resources. And I really want to center our time there. Uh, he writes, let us notice finally that God is able to give us interior resources to confront the trials and difficulties of life. Each of us faces circumstances in life that compel us to carry heavy burdens of sorrow. And he begins to name the adversities that assail us day in and day out. And, and he points to the God that is able to sustain, the God that is able to make a way out of no way. And who can give interior resources that cannot necessarily be measured on any um, scale, right? Uh, and I think that is beautiful. And as a black person, I know that interior resourcing God and the times that crushed me, crumbled me, uh, where I felt that I had no might and somewhere within a light shone, right? Somewhere within strength came and uh, that I was able to have endurance when I did not feel any, right? And I, I know that isn't because of me. And in those times, I know that was God, right? Um, I can't explain it. I only know that God is able and and I, I love King's point here and pointing to this, this ability of God to give these resources. He also writes, mm, it is faith in him that we, must that we must rediscover. With this faith, we can transform bleak and desolate valleys into sunlit paths of joy and bring new light into the dark caverns of, pe 
of pessimism. And yeah, it's exactly that. Like during the bleakest moments of my life, I have experienced um, that transformation from bleak and desolate valleys uh, into sunlit paths of joy. And that sounds cliche until you're the one who is on the receiving end of that divine might. And it's beautiful. Um, hmm. And we need this. We need the God that is able to give interior resources, that is able to um, give a word that's a that is able to sustain the anxious heart, the one that is in bad health, the one that uh, is faint, right? And so for me, all of this may sound cliche, but this is the God who I pray to, right? I want to close our time here with uh, this personal... uh, story that King closes the chapter with and it so moved me the first time I read it who I'll try and get through it without crying but uh, he relates it and he says that he had basically been going through uh, a time of intense harassment and he had been receiving these phone these threatening phone calls and letters to his home And they were sporadic at first, but they began to increase day after day after day. And at first he he was able to take them in stride. He was able to, you know, do what needed to be done. But then discouragement and fear had become, began to overtake him. Um, And as his fear grew, it, it became evident that no, these aren't just, um, random threats. These are serious. And so I want to read this. Um, hmm. And so he's writing this after a particularly um, uh, stressful call, um, a threat, and I can't even read it because it's got some expletives in it. And so he said, I got out of bed and began to walk the floor. Finally, I went to the kitchen and heated a pot of coffee. I was ready to give up. I tried to think of a way to move out of the picture without appearing to be a coward. In this state of exhaustion, when my courage had almost gone, I determined to take my problem to God. My head in my hands, I bowed over the kitchen table and prayed aloud. The words I spoke to God that midnight are still vivid in my memory. I am here taking a stand for what I believe is right, but now I am afraid. The people are looking to me for leadership, and if I stand before them without strength and courage, they too will falter. I am at the end of my powers. I have nothing left. I've come to the point where I can't face it alone. At that moment, I experienced the presence of the divine as I had never before experienced him. 
It seemed as though I could hear the quiet assurance of an inner voice saying, Stand up for, for righteousness. Stand up for truth. God will be at your side forever. Almost at once, my fears began to pass from me. My uncertainty disappeared, and I was ready to face anything. The outer situation remained the same, but God had given me inner calm. Three nights later, our home was bombed. Strangely enough, I accepted the word of the bombing calmly. My experience with God had given me a new strength and trust. I knew now that God is able to give us the interior resources to face the storms and problems of life. Amen. Black Coffee and Theology Pod is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. Follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. If you like the content that you are receiving here and want to receive more, whether that is in longer conversations, essays, devotions, and videos from either myself, Sam, or Trey, please sign up for for our Patreon at patreon.com slash three black men. Don't forget to like, rate, and review Black Coffee and Theology Pod as well as Three Black Men.